Welcome to Horns Up and today we are featuring one of our lockdown discoveries of sorts. It's a band called Elephant Tree and their album Habits has been one of my major musical highlights in these crazy times. What say Peter has it been one of yours? Yeah, I mean I I distinctly remember like getting the promo copy I think towards it was around the time the lockdown started here in India so I'd say the last week of March and you know that was still when I could like go out a bit I guess so I'd like go for a short walk or pick up groceries listening to the album and stuff and one thing and I think that's how I described the album to you was trippy right it's like it's one of those albums you can just kind of immerse yourself and get lost in and uh, yeah I, I quite enjoyed uh, habits mm, same here same here so uh, as is the natural course on Hans up if you really like something we'll try and reach out to the artist and we managed to get some time with elephant trees jack townsley and if you think this introduction as such is a bit rushed or devoid of information that's unlike our previous episodes well that's because we asked jack to kind of introduce the band to all of you as well but uh, i have to ask a favor from everyone listening that's besides the two of us pause this episode right now listen to habits in its entirety and then unpause have you done it have you unpaused well then here's the conversation hi jack how are you doing today yeah good good guys thank you for um, having me on Matt. i think this is our first my first interview uh, with anyone uh, from India, so this is a uh, this is a first for me. So thank you. So you know what? It's been a couple of months since the release of your album Habits, and uh, both animation. I've been listening to it quite a bit, but you've received a lot of acclaim f- across media for it. So how does it feel looking back? Um, very lucky, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's uh, we've always sort of always thought that we've been very lucky as a band um in and and as you know i guess across the board you know if you get to make if you have good friends already you're lucky if you have good friends that you can make music with that's that's even better and then to be able to record an album it's such an undertaking uh time wise just on that alone uh, so it's um to have it pay off in this way it was really uh, really humbling and we managed to we managed to chart in the uk as well so we were, we were at number 13 in the rock charts which is just un, unheard of for not unheard of sorry but for us it wasn't something that we expected so um mm. we definitely had a fair few beers that night to celebrate in uh, over zoom or skype or whatever it was because we were still in lockdown then um so i guess uh you know yeah just humbled and uh ready to make another now Excellent. Awesome. Okay, so before we talk more about habits, uh, I'd actually like to, you know, just kind of have some fun. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Quite a few of our listeners would be discovering Elephant Tree with this podcast. So uh, if I'd ask you to do an elevator pitch for Elephant Tree in a couple of sentences, (laughs) what would you say? Um, If I was to pitch to you as a businessman, okay, um, I'd say we might be able to we might be able to pull a crowd. Um, we do okay. Um, we'll be happy with shit beer, and uh, <laughs> you might make you might make some money back because we won't. 
<laughs> that's a good one that's a good one that's a good one okay all right so so listeners that's what to expect from elephant tree eventually <laughs> but i'd wholeheartedly recommend checking out habits because my first reaction after listening to habits was one of absolute sheer delight i absolutely oh, loved really? it two times then of course i googled you guys which led me to my second surprise of the day because i discovered that elephant tree is a band that's based out of england i was <laughs> i was sure you guys were from the sandy uninhabited deserts of uh, america <laughs> or something of that sort so the question is are you surprised by my surprise by the that, fact that you guys are based out of london i thought i thought you were going to say like when you googled us you were surprised that i was completely bold like or something like that <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, I guess I don't know, man. Like the UK has a good history of uh, psychedelic and blues and you know rock music generally. Um, we take a big part of that, obviously, from the, the the psych scene from America, the stoner scene. You know, those old mm. the old school bands that were obviously influenced by it, like you know Caius and Soundgarden and you know Tool and lots of that stuff. But I mean. one of our big influences is british british folk music you know um old school british folk um old psych you know obviously everyone's you know goes without saying we like pink floyd you know black sabbath led zepp but we're also you know we've got a guy from ireland who's heavily into irish folk music um i'm into lots of old i'm into a lot of northern english folk music at the moment um it's kind of a big bubbling pot you know and when we first i mean when we first started we had a sitar player um yeah riley riley mcintyre who's now our producer you know um so you know the, it's a hard one because i guess yeah i guess we like to meld as much as we can because it's it, it makes sense to do something a bit different nowadays you know it's um it's easy to play the same stuff that everyone else plays and and there's nothing against that but i guess we've always wanted to try and do something different because there's lots of bands that can play heavier and mm. who are more technically proficient but i think uh, a melody lasts a lot longer than uh, uh you know than a note for note perfect solo if that makes sense yeah. it does yeah it does i know you touched a bit upon this but you know give us a quick snapshot of the band's history i mean the usual of course how you guys got together but how did you like get up to 2020 where we are right now i'm smiling because the the story of how we all met mm. uh, stupid we mean me and sam knew each other but we went for uh, some beers in london and uh we were pretty drunk and um we ended up trying to buy some weed off this guy that we've met and um it turned out to be just a long string of rosemary like a cooking herb <laughs> <laughs> and this guy this guy turns round this random stranger turns around and goes you are a fucking idiot and i went hey you're peter holland from trippy wicked and that's how we met our bassist and um then we, we he took our number and we said oh you know come for jam man like you know we had 10 pints or whatever okay. he's like okay yeah sure sure anyway he doesn't remember any of this he doesn't remember a single <laughs> thing of this night he just gets a text from a random number saying the jam room's booked come along and he was like i do not know who this is but he came along anyway um and that's how elephant tree started um Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so wait one second. I must ask you at this point then how was and because I'm expecting as entertaining a story as the 
story that led to your formation. How did you guys come up with the name Elephant Tree? Oh, that was Sam started a Facebook group before we could stop him. No, that's all. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and then the second part of that question was what that was how we got to twenty twenty. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, I guess after we recorded our first EP, we wanted to, you know, really get a bit more established. I guess, and the only way to do that, really, I think, as a band, is to say yes to a lot of things. Um, it doesn't always work, but we had a whole year of saying yes to most gigs, and we, and we did hundreds and hundreds of gigs, mm. um, and that really paid off, and that gave us a big, uh, a, a good foot in the door for the scene in the UK, and then we were lucky enough to get into a very good studio in North London with Riley McIntyre producing for our self-titled album, and that came with sort of near, near unlimited studio time, so it really... Uh, allowed us to obsess over the record and the writing. Um, so we'd jam a few ideas, you know, in the in the room, in the jam room or the practice room, and mm. then we'd go into the studio, but we never went into the studio with any final ideas. It was always to play for. Um, so I guess that's how that album came about. And with the new one taking us up to 2020, so there's four years of touring, we did a lot of tours with Stone Jesus and went around Europe. I can just hear my daughter crying now. Um, <laughs> and um, then we sort of went into the studio again with Riley into the church. And again, it was that obsessive take on making a record. You know, we probably spent three years in the studio almost, I guess, mm. just just going at it and changing everything. And then, you know, having a, th a call at 3 a.m. when you wake up thinking, oh, crap, that was a better idea, you know. It, it, it became an obsession, definitely. So that 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 for the last two years was just obsessive writing, which led up to the habits release. Okay, all right. So now let's start talking a bit at length about habits itself. Uh, this, of course, is your second album, and personally, well, I believe that uh, the second album is the one on which a band aims to cement itself and really uh, realize its sound. Would you say that's the case with Elephant Tree as well? Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's um, for the the other guys in the band, or some of them, they, they probably weren't. I worry a lot. Basically, is the precursor to the answer is I worry. I'm very anxious about mm. stuff like this. So it was a big. Um, yeah, like you said, the second album is important. It's very, it's very important. <laughs> so we didn't want to fuck it up. Um, uh. And I think it. It was a big statement in terms of what we wanted to do, and I think it's a statement for what we want to do in the future as well. Not to say that the next album will be the same, but it's definitely what we want it to sound like right now, if that makes sense. Um, with the writing, like I said, it was a lot more in-depth. There was a lot more uh, tearing things apart. I, I think for me, I, I've always had a large ego, and I'm very impatient. So this this album was a massive learning point for me in, the, in just in, in life I think not just musically in, in a way of a lot of the songs are very personal so it you have to remove yourself from that when you're working with a group and you bring something in that say one of the tracks is about my bird it was about it's about my daughter but you know you're taking mm -hmm. it with a band it, it's a band it's not a solo project so you have to you know you're giving that else you know, you know you're putting these ideas into a group and then it's getting dismantled and put back together again and then we're saying that doesn't make sense but this does and, you know, 
you go, you're about two months in or three months in and you, you're like, oh, this is finished. And then, you know, it's two years later and you're still trying to figure it out. So mm. it's, I guess it was a, you know, the process of writing this album was a big learning, learning curve for me, I think, personally. And I think it was for the rest of the guys too, you know. Um, I think when you're trying to create something, you should always go in with, with, the, with the notion that you will change your mind. And I think a lot of good comes out of being able to talk to people and uh, build, build, on, build on that. So, you know, you did mention earlier about three years in the studio. Why do you think that happened? Why did it take so long? Um, because we wanted to make it as good as we possibly could. And we had the, we had the opportunity to be able to do that. So I, I think, why not? Um, and again, it goes back to being lucky. I, I don't think that spending longer on something always makes it better. But mm. um, I think if there's a group of you, it, it, tend to, it, it normally does make it better. If, there's, if, there's, if it's a group thing, as with anything in life, if you, if, you, if, you, if you spend more time thinking it through, generally it's going to be better. Um, and with the, the studio itself is, is fantastic, technically. So you have all this equipment that you can utilise. There's a big Neve desk that used to be in Abbey Road, which is what Pink Floyd, the, the actual mm. desk itself was what, the same desk that Pink Floyd used to record Wish You Were Here and all that, you know, that stuff. So it was from Abbey Road Studio 2. So that was the same desk that you know the Beatles used that we got to use. So you know things oh. like um, all that's at Church Studio, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the Church Studio is run by Paul Epworth. Um, so there's that aspect to it. Technically, you want to try everything, um, and you know life also gets in the way. You know, I had a kid. Of course. Um, uh, you know, we're all working day jobs as well. Um, for the most part, yeah, life and just it, we really did obsess over this album. That's the thing. We, we we got to the point where it was almost silly, you know. It was spending you know three days straight locked in the studio, coming out for a week, then spending another three days straight and like straight, not sleeping, mm. just three days. Um. So yeah, I guess it was <laughs> obsession. That's it. That, I guess that's the short. <laughs> Why were we in the, the studio so long? Obsession. That's it. Okay, so of course, then here's the follow-up. When did you realize that it was the time to stop working on it and finally release it? When and how did you know that these songs are finished and ready? Or was it a matter of, okay, deadlines here, we have to do this now? No, it was never, a, it was always on our own terms. Lovely, and, okay. And it always will be. That's something that I think, try and maintain. Every band should be on their own terms. Uh, and the, the answer to your question is that we had a great producer, um, and I think that's uh, a vital. You know, that's a having a great producer makes so much difference to your music. If you if you have someone that you work with, like Riley McIntyre, where it just clicks. Mm. You know, he's a friend mm. and a producer, and obviously used to be in the band as a player. Ah. Um, you know, that's his job as a producer. That's his job to go. Listen, guys, that's done. You know, and you have to respect that, like a referee almost. You know. Yeah. Um, or an umpire, you know, it's um, that falls down to having a good producer and, and, and your sense as a band to finding a good producer. You know, if you had a bad producer, they'd say, let's keep on going. That's actually a perfect segue into my next question, which happened, which was going to be about uh, Riley's role in all of this itself. I mean, uh, I guess 
the fact that he was a former member, it just makes it uh, easier to communicate the subjective aesthetics of sound as well as ideas and how you want a piece of music to be, right? Yes, definitely. I think, yeah, spot on. And the thing with Riley is, uh, you know, he's, he's, he likes metal, but he's, you know, he's not into it that much. You know, he's, he's a, he works with bands like, you know, he's just done Kanye West. He's just worked with Royal Blood. He's just done Madonna. Uh, he's done Thurston Moore. He's worked with, uh, you know, every pop star, you know, through that, through the church. You know, he, he's, he worked on the new Mumford & Sons album. So he's a, he's a pop guy. Mm. You know, not, not that his musical tastes aren't pop or they aren't just metal. He likes everything. But having someone outside of your own uh, scope or knowledge or having someone, you know, that's, that's great at other things really helps bring a record alive, you know, because we wanted that pop influence. We didn't want to just do a record which sounds like a guy's jamming in a room for three hours, which isn't a bad thing. I like records like that, but that's not what we wanted. We wanted it to have some pop mentality in the term, you know, melody, shortish songs you know we wanted it to be accessible um so that's why he's great that's why he's a, a fantastic part of the whole album you know he, he is a fifth member of the band as well at all times but he was also producing and even if we disagree with what he was saying which we did we, a lot you know there was mm. disagreements but because we were confident in his knowledge we could respect that you know and we would have an argument or a discussion you know which he would win a lot of the time, you know, because because he's good at his job. Yeah, yeah. I must say he's he's done a terrific job, and it's not just him, but the entire band and this entire sound itself is extremely, extremely, extremely cool. I love how the album simply washes over you; it kind of drowns you in its sonic layers. That being said, uh, you know, I didn't find it to be gloomy. I found it rather to be hopeful, especially the second half of the whole album. Um, what was your intention with uh, Habits? Is there any message or feeling that you wish to leave your listeners with? Yeah, I, I think the whole, there's a sort of loose concept around the album with the name Habits. Obviously, Habits are things you pick up or cycles of life or bad and good. You know, mm. you can have good habits, you can have bad habits. But the songs themselves, we, when, we, when we went into making this album, we wanted it to reflect day-to-day -day things. We did. I love albums about witches and wizards and bongs. And, you know, I, I love Tolkien as well, but we didn't want that in this album because everyone does that. So we wanted a songs that were about real life, you know. So mm. Sales is about uh, losing someone through disease slowly. Um, but the, 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 the message is that the things you remember about that person are more positive than the negative, of, you know, so that's, you know, things like that. So Faceless is about working a nine till five job and being bored, you know, fluorescent black hole, things like that. Um, mm. Bird is about my daughter. Um, uh, that one's so, one of my uh, favorites of the record, I must yeah. say. So, so that's what we were going for. You know, we wanted real songs about real things in life. Um, but again, we wanted to sound hopeful. Some of the lyrics are pretty heavy, but we've always been sort of a positive bunch. So, you know, it's, uh, I think, I'm glad you said what you did because um, that's what we were, we were hoping for, you know. Um, but thematically, that's what it was about. It was about real life, um, good and bad, and not 
you know, trying to yeah, trying to stay grounded, I guess, you know. Um, if that if that if that helps your answer, I'm not sure. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I I I, come, I now understand why I can resonate with sales based on what yeah. you said. But for for me, really, like what struck me was uh, the closing track, right? I mean, sonically, it's kind of different. Broken nails. It yeah. starts off with you know that stripped down production. It slowly picks up the pace, and then it just ends on that you know like hopeful kind of note yeah. of sorts, if I may say. Was that like an intentional way for the album to end? Yes, and it, it came about again through that obsession which I was talking about. You know, that was a song which we built in the studio um, slowly, and. Uh, Broken Nails is a song that was, it's a, it's meant, yeah, I guess the sort of last sort of crazy section, the synth solo of like, you know, that high pitch thing was kind of like our last hurrah for the album. It's like the charge of the light brigade almost, you know, it's ride or die at the end of it. You know, it's, um, it's a hell of a bit that, you know, it's, is one of probably the proudest I've been making a song is listening to that end two minutes of the album. Um, because that was really, you know, I don't know how to explain. It's um, yeah, it's really special to me that part, and I'm glad you like that. And it's quite a dark song. It's about mm. um, the well, the initial first sort of few minutes is it's a, you know, it's about being standing in the shadows of your sort of forefathers and not being able to do as well as they have, and and it's sort of that feeling of guilt or anxiousness that you know like comes with the world as it is at the moment you know whether that be economical uh, you know straight up political um you know there's a lot of big political decisions going down in the uk which i disagree with and it's sort of that you know that that sort of i, I don't know what what we're doing at the moment and there's nothing we can do um, you know, global warming is that, and that sort of thing. That sort of plays into it as well. So it's broken nails. The idea is you're trying to claw on the back of shoulders that are greater than you. You know, that was where it came from. There, you know, we broke mm. our nails on your your shoulders. That sort of thing. But the end bit is meant to sound hopeful. Sorry, <laughs> the last bit <laughs> after the weird, weird breakdown. <laughs> All right, it's weird you said that because um, you know the time at which habits released uh somehow just made the album resonate a lot more with with me at least maybe it's due to the fact that uh, i that we are all sort of going through this lockdown pandemic crazy shit time as yeah. such in humanity or maybe it's all the other things that you spoke about as well but uh yeah it's 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 a very timely release yeah i, I think uh I wouldn't say it was a lucky thing because it's not, you know, the, the, the subjects aren't lucky. They're not good, you know, they're not good yeah. that we can resonate. But I think building up to this, you know, we were making this album up to very close up to the point of, you know, up to December, you know, uh, and December 2019. And that's sort of when you sort of notice shit really starting to unravel. Um, so I, I think it probably did have a, an effect on the writing, you know, and, uh, it's been a crazy few years for everyone um, before this virus. Um, politically, you know, our country is an yeah. embarrassment at the moment. But hey, not anymore, and you've got America to thank for that. 
Ah, fuck all that. <laughs> it's, uh, so yeah, no, um, I think it just comes down to the fact that maybe the songs are about real life and they're about mm. losing loved ones, that they're about having children, they're about not enjoying your job. They're, you know, Wasted's about being down and out because you've got fucked too much, you know, and stuff like that. So maybe that's why, you know, maybe that's why people seem to um, enjoy it in that sense, you know, feel that they can, you know, I think any mark of a good record is hopefully you'd be able to apply it to different points of your own life, regardless of what the artist intended, you know. Um, so, you know, I, I listen yeah. to songs and maybe, you know, like, you know, famous examples like, you know, Queen, Queen, the band never told you what Bohemian Rhapsody is about, but yeah. I'll listen. And I'll, and I'll think I can apply it to a certain thing in my head, you know. So I think uh, yeah. I think that's a good thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. True, true. So, you know, we've spoken at length about habits. Uh, so we come to the part which is kind of always be, becomes the toughest question for our guests is we'd like to play a song from the album for our <laughs> listeners. Which one should we play and why that song? Um. One song, shit. I'll go with. Um, I think I'll go with Bird. Um, okay. Just because I think it's um, a high point for me, me just me personally, um, and I think it represents the album well. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, bird, you cannot fly. Sparrow, save your only fly. Winter's here and you are cold. No other bird would be so bold. No other bird would be so
Jack, as we discussed before, Habits released in April 2020, right in the smack of the coronavirus pandemic and the lockdown. Did the reality of the situation have any effect on the album release? Did it bother you guys or the band personally? Um, no. I think there was some talk, you know, a lot of bands postponed albums and stuff. Um, and, you know, but I think it was just like, fuck it, we're going to release this. Like, we've worked too hard. And we're not, you know, people want to hear it. Let's just, let's make it, you know, there was, no, there was, no, there was never a point when we, we were going to put it out. Um, because it's just music, in it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. And uh, since we're chatting, I have to ask you this. What's with all that white space on the album cover? <laughs> so, I mean, that's, I guess, it was just a design, wasn't it? Um, we have a, a fantastic uh, design artist, uh, Yaba, working with us on the, the layout. And um, okay. I guess the whites there, the concept was, you know, the idea was that maybe you can make your, it, it's like the, the lyrics themselves, you can find your own meaning for it, can't you? Mm. You know, it's um, it's to be interpreted as you wish, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a canvas. Yeah, we sure. it with whatever we want that's to. That's much. That's a much better idea. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to use that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's just, right. uh, I guess, yeah. The, Going back to the COVID thing, you know, how, how have you guys found it over there? You know, are you guys, is anyone gigging again? Is there, is there, you know, it's kind of, uh, you feel quite isolated at the moment because there's no, you're just concentrating on your own country. So I don't really know what's going on elsewhere, really, you know, apart from what we hear in the main news, but you can't really trust that. Well, nobody is gigging out there publicly, but I think we've all mm -hmm. had a fair share of... Uh, streams and virtual concerts and stuff like that but by like like i personally i got fed up of all of that within the first week or so yeah itself yeah well, the, the sort of live streamed gigs yeah yeah we're, we're trying to yeah i same same it's uh i don't see much point in trying to replicate something that you know you're not going to manage i'd rather do something different you know, exactly, um, or or unless you can like own it in some fashion, like yeah, well, we, we're what, thinking, we, we, I thought what Devin Townsend did was fantastic with his live sets. He actually made it an experience, which was great. It wasn't just you know, let yeah. me film myself in a studio playing, and we'll I'll cut that with everybody else doing the same. Over well, what, we, what we're thinking of doing is um, going into a studio and doing like sessions versions of tracks, like that BBC sessions. Yeah, yeah, and, and trying to yeah. sort of reinvent, reinvent some tracks, and then just, that would be fun. But doing it live, so we'd we'd film it live, and you'd hear us just making these tracks. So it'd be just watching us in the studio doing it, and then you could just buy the tracks after. Um, yeah. yeah, make it as authentic as you guys can. Well, that's it, and then we'd have like a live Q and A going as well. So we'd be just you know having a beer, playing some new tunes, trying to make them into new new, new tracks. Yeah, and you, can, you can comment and stuff whilst we're doing it over the course of a day and then you can just own the tracks but something that, like that, that actually sounds good i mean yeah, it'd be interesting true. to watch us all start arguing about where we think the tracks should go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe like you know come up with one of those challenges that you have so many hours to make a track and come yeah. up with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah how badly can elephantry fuck up their tracks yeah <laughs> hey come on the rolling stones apparently had to make an entire album 
within a weekend or something because they were locked into a house by their manager or there's oh, some really? story oh. like that or something. I can believe that. They had a portable recording studio, didn't they, though, in a lorry? Yeah. Just used to travel with that everywhere they go. So it's kind of <laughs> cheating, I think. So, you know, you mentioned uh, including the sitar in one of your earlier lineups. Uh, what other instruments would you like to incorporate into your music or just jam along with? Um, I think more synths. Like, um, <laughs> you always sort of, whenever I hear a band say that, you're like, oh, shit, really? Um, but the, the, we have a new member the last two years called John, and he's, he's a synth player on the album and extra mm. guitar. And I think really having that extra layer of synths just really did something for us when we were writing that I'd love to just try and explore into. But if I was going to go something else that we haven't done, maybe maybe nice to do some like more acoustic tracks with more of a string section, you know, more string sections, more like uh, like the full chorus was great fun to do. We had some, some guys in from Ireland playing fiddles mm. on that one live, and it sounded amazing. So it'd be cool to write some more acoustic songs with it with another string quartet or something. Um, it'd be nice to do some more stuff with sitar as well, because um, that was cool, you know. Um, Riley, that was Riley again. Um, he actually, he went out to India for like two years to study that. Um, I can't remember where he was, but um, yeah, that was good fun, having stuff like that. Things, you know, it's, I think definitely just a string section and some more, some more synths, maybe, maybe five synth players. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so so jack here's the final question then what's next for elephant tree can you give us any sort of an idea yeah well because the tours are all off now till next year um we're going to make a new album fantastic uh, so awesome. we're going to try and record that uh before october um because i have another child on the way um, so <laughs> that's when the child is due so we need to get that uh, yeah do, do a new album I think is definitely on the cards um, we all, we've all chatted about it and all agree we want to do it um, so it makes sense right because there's no gigs yeah mm. true and we need to make some money <laughs> <laughs> are, you guys, are you guys writing music during all of this time that you guys have at home yeah, there's some ideas floating around. We're back. We're gonna. We're back in the jam room this day after tomorrow. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that we need to uh, catch up on. You know, there's 12 weeks missed. But we just actually we were in the studio two weeks ago, recording a Sabbath cover. Um, Ooh. So we've Beauty. got a cover. We've got a cover of Paranoid. We just put down. Um, which is getting released this year. Um through Magnetic Eye Records, uh, doing like a Black Sabbath covers album. So oh, nice. we've got a track on that. And we also recorded a live sessions version of Circles for a live album that's getting released in November as well. Um, Fantastic. So there's a lot, a lot going on. And then next year, I mean, we, this year we're meant to be on tour with Stone Jesus right now. And then we were meant to be going on tour with Elder in November. So that's off. So we're going to have to do that again next year. Hmm. Yeah, that Elder album that came out this year, even that one was an excellent listen. Yeah, it's cool, man. I was listening. I mean, <laughs> I've just got this in the post. This is the uh, the sessions one, and uh, the track "An nice. Illusion Motion." Uh, 
yeah, an illusionary motion is uh, one of my favorite tracks at the moment. I also I've got this the new Lowrider album. Ah, I've been meaning to oh. check that one out. Oh man, there's a track called uh, "Ode to Ganymede," which uh -huh. is um, probably one of my favorite tracks in the last five years. Actually, it's so good. Check it out as soon as it's finished on here. Go listen to uh, "Ode to Ganymede." Yeah, it's really cool. Shall do. We've got Lord Buffalo here. I've not heard these okay. guys. So check them no, out. I've not heard of them either. All right. Okay, then I think uh, we've kept you for long. And, yeah, we've kept yeah, you for long kind enough, of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. And, um, you know, yeah. thanks for the support. And I um, yeah. I hope to see no. you guys at a gig, you know, yeah, sooner so, rather so what, than later. It's good uh, with this new record. We're meeting a lot of new people around the world. Um, mm. So, you know, that's... Uh, I don't think you can understate how um, how good that is at the moment, you know, for everyone. True. Yeah, true. Deservedly so, though. It's a fabulous record. Oh, thank you, man. It's um, you know, it's a group effort, um, and we were very fortunate to be able to be in a position to do that. So, um, you know, hopefully, we'll be able to make this new one this year, and we'll be chatting again. Yep. Awesome. Sure. Look forward, Looking forward to, to that. <laughs> oh, well, well cheers, guys, man, and. Uh, yeah, take care of yourselves and stay healthy. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow, that was an excellent chat. I must reiterate, Habits has been one of my major musical highlights during the lockdown, and the news of a new album this year is really exciting, no? Isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm quite kicked to hear that. And, uh, you know, it's not often that you hear within a span of a year or a year and a half uh, music from bands today. So, mm -hmm. hey, the lockdown around the world has had some upside, right? Yep, definitely. And uh, speaking of that, we're almost at the end of June. That's half of the year gone by. <laughs> tell, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Yeah. So to commemorate that occasion, we are going to be doing a music on our mind on the next episode where we'll both try and list out five albums each that we thought have been highlights so far. Peter, you want to help me set some rules? Well, it has to be released in the last six months, <laughs> for sure. That's, that's the, oh yeah, but of course, but uh, help me with this one. Can we feature albums or bands that we've already spoken to on Horns Up? I mean... It'll help make our lives easier a bit, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure if not in the top five, in the top ten would be Elephantry Habits. So, yeah, for sure. So, wait. So, we are allowed to feature it? I was thinking let's not feature them because then we have space for essentially bombarding each other with new music. Sure, I mean, it, it, it'll be quite interesting just to see w uh, which artists, I mean, I know at least a one artist that we really enjoyed the album that we haven't spoken to as yet. But uh, yeah, there are quite a few like that. So let's, let's that'll be interesting to do. Let's uh, talk about artists that we've really enjoyed but haven't had on the podcast. Yeah. And then cool. maybe like, then maybe as like, to pile on top mentions. of that. <laughs> Yeah, of yeah, definitely. We do that. Yep. Okay. Secondly, do you want to do rankings or alphabetical? I think it's too early to do rankings, to be honest. Because, I mean, yeah, the last three months I've been listening to a lot of music, but uh, yeah, it'll be a little unfair at this point, and especially some albums that came out in the last month or so. 
but yeah let's do alphabetic for now let's save the ranking for later because that's where the end of the year that's where the real fun is right mm. okay cool okay i'll live with that for now so there you have it something to look forward to and that's homework for all of you listening as well besides the two of us if there are anybody if you choose to do it of course what have been your musical highlights from the first half of 2020 you can ponder you can ruminate you can overthink and you can see if your picks match ours till then you know the drill it's hauntsupport.com hauntsupport on twitter asmo any on twitter and i'm trend crusher on twitter too so Sorry. till the next time hauntsup hauntsup guys